Hey, you're listening to the Quarry Podcast. Get ready to be encouraged and uplifted with us today. You're probably not even going to believe me, but I'm going to talk short tonight so that we have plenty of time to sumo, all right? <laughs> That's what I'm here for, to talk to you and then sumo. So, in light of the conference just being over, I have a, a little short message called How to Fan the Flame. But I don't want you to feel left out if you didn't go to the conference. This is for conference people and non-conference people alike, because I, too, did not go to the conference. However, what we could say about this, how to fan the flame, what I really want to tell you is, like, how to stay excited about God. How do I keep my passion up? How do I uh, keep my desire for God up? How do I make sure I'm staying excited about him? How do I stay focused on him? That's what we're going to talk about tonight. So it is for everybody in the room. doesn't matter if you went to the conference or not. But I want to start with a verse in Revelation 2.4. In the New King James, it says this. Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you've left your first love. In the New Living, it says it a little different. It says, but I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. That struck me to really think of Jesus standing in front of me saying, hey, I have one complaint about you, and it's saying that you don't love me or each other like you did in the beginning. So I want to teach you guys how to keep that conference feeling. We've all been to like a conference or maybe a summer camp or a great church service, or maybe just like a good Tuesday where you were just feeling like you really love God that day. We have days like that, right? And We've all, I think, had the thought, like, I just wish I could feel like this all the time, right? When we've spent time with God, we just have peace, we have joy, we're having a great time, we love ourselves, we love each other, we love God, like, there couldn't be more love in the room, and we have these thoughts, like, wow, I just wish I could feel like this all the time, because that's what I want to talk about. God is saying, hey, you left your first love, but the good news is, we don't have to, right? Jesus is saying, hey, watch out. You left your first love. You need to get back to what is important, what is at the center of it all, right, which is Jesus. But we have the option to not walk away. And we also have the option to walk back anytime we want. So that's what I want to talk about tonight, really simply, how to fan the flame or how to stay close to God or how to stay excited about God. The first thing is really simple. Do what God tells you to do. Do what God tells you to do. In Luke eleven twenty-eight, 28, in the Passion, it says this. Yes, said Jesus, but God will bless all who listen to the word of God and carefully obey everything they hear. And I want to ask us tonight, how would it change our lives if we really did everything the Bible told us to do? And it's so easy to skip over this because you're like, Morgan, I know, like, read my Bible and pray and go to church and worship. But... It's not just like teenagers who are missing out on this key to life. It's like most of the adults I know too. So many of our frustrations and our difficulties in life could just be solved if we just did what God's word tells us to do. Do the things that we already know to do. How many of you guys play sports? Right? Okay, that's a decent amount of you in this room. I haven't played sports for approximately 17 years. Okay, so pardon me if my knowledge and example is dated. I was the MVP of my middle school team in sixth grade. It was also a team that only had 15 players. 15 players. It was not hard to be the MVP. Would you like to know my my all, like, highest points per game? It was seven. That's six, or sorry, six points from, like, just regular baskets plus one free throw. So I missed one free throw as well. All right? 
So that's how much of a sports superstar I was. I was glowing at Christian Academy. It was a very tiny school. It was not hard to be the best. And I really wasn't the best. I think I just tried the hardest but, and got the sweatiest. But one thing that was really interesting throughout my entire basketball career, and I'll use that term very generously, just like I said, be patient with me, pretend I had a basketball career. The plays really never changed that much, right? We just got better at them. The best players were still the best ball handlers, right? They could dribble. They could, like, switch. They were really good at driving left. They were really good at driving right. You guys following, right? But what do they teach you when you're, like, five years old doing bitty ball? How to dribble with this hand, how to dribble with that hand, how to drive in this lane, how to drive in that lane, right? We're still doing the same stuff 10 years later. At the, the same time, you know, we're learning how to shoot, right? When you're four and five, you're learning how to shoot. What are they telling you? No, your coaches didn't tell you. Don't aim for the basket. Aim for the backboard, right? Use the square. It's up there for you to use. You can't swish it like you're an NBA player because you're not. Use the backboard. Maybe this is just me, okay? I told you guys, be kind with me if this analogy is not relatable. But my coach had to tell me that. Use the backboard, Morgan. I just wanted it just to go in and just swish. I wasn't good enough for that. He's like, use the backboard. But you know what I was still hearing 10 years later? Morgan, use the backboard. <laughs> like, you've got accuracy. You've got to make the basket, right? The goal when I was five was to score, and the goal when I was 15 was to score. It stayed the same. We were just trying to get better at the same stuff, right? You're getting better at defense. You're getting better at offense, whatever. I'll try to stop with the sports stuff because I feel like it's, it's, I'm not really doing a great job. But <laughs> it's really the same way in God. And so many times we get tired of doing the little fundamental things. And we're just like, gosh, but Morgan, how can my relationship with God be better? And I might say, well, maybe read your Bible. Make sure you read your Bible every day. And you're like, yeah, I know, but like, what else, you know? And I could say, well, spend more time, like, praying and talking to God. And you'd be like, yeah, well, I know, like, the Bible and prayer, but, like, what else, right? Sometimes we're just looking for something new, something different to do, some kind of way to shake it up, something magic that we can kind of add to the mix and give us, like, a better result. But really, God is saying, hey, I gave you the fundamentals for a reason, and you're actually going to do those your whole life. You'll just get better, and the results will just get better, and you'll enjoy it more, and you'll do it more. You'll want to do it more. You'll be able to spend more time doing it but really the things never change that are changing us and that's just the basics are we doing what God tells us to do one thing that is really significant about conferences or church summer camps or whatever any kind of events like that where we're just having a great time is that every day that we're there we are spending time in prayer and worship and the Bible right every day Multiple times a day. Didn't you guys have like three services every day at Love is Red? That's insane, right? And we have two a day at camp. So we're spending days spending time with God and reading our Bible and praying and seeking him. And then we kind of come home and act like, well, I don't know how to keep that going. Just keep doing the same thing. Make sure that you take every day and read your Bible and pray and worship and spend time with God. And it doesn't always sound exciting because we've heard it so much, but the results will be exciting. The results will be what you want. If you want to always be, you know, on fire for God or passionate for God or focused on God, however you want to phrase it, you're just going to have to do the fundamentals. Do what God tells us to do. The second thing tonight is to hang out with people who fan your flame. Hang out with people who fan your flame. 
I'll tell you guys another little story. I had bought a house with a wood-burning fireplace, and I grew up in a house with a wood-burning fireplace. So you guys know what I mean? You put, like, logs in it, you light them, there's not a switch, it's not gas. So I was very excited. I was like, this is perfect for me. I love a fire. And I lived in that house in six years, and I never once built a fire that worked and, like, took off. I don't know what I was doing wrong. I watched my dad do it a hundred times. Um, but every time I tried to do it, including when people were over, that was embarrassing. I could never get the fire going. I was doing all the steps. I texted my dad. I watched YouTube videos. Never could I build a fire in six years. Lucky for me, Evan lived with me for a lot of those six years, and Ev could get it going every single time like it wasn't that hard. I was uh, benefiting from hanging out with somebody who could fan the flame. I did everything he did, but I didn't get the results he did. I don't, I don't know what the problem was. I just quit trying after several years, and so I can't do it today, and that's fine. But it benefited me to hang out with somebody who was fanning that flame and could get the fire going for me. To that point, this is in Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. It's in the New Living, and it says this. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. But that beginning part says, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. So when I say hang out with people who fan your flame, I'm saying hang out with people who motivate you to know God better. Do you surround yourself with people who motivate you to know God better or motivate you to date some loser at school that's not good for you? You know, do you hang out with people who motivate you to know God better or who motivate you to gossip and be mean and talk about people, right? What are the people around you motivating you to do? And this is huge for me because I'll be honest, you'll have times in your life where you feel strong and you feel good and you feel like you're doing great with God and you're loving life, right? And you'll have times where you feel like you're struggling and you'll feel like, I don't really feel like praying right now. I don't really feel like reading my Bible right now. I don't really feel like going to church right now. And it's in those times that you need the right kind of people around you who are going to motivate you to pursue God even when you don't feel like it. And those people have been so key in my life. Just the little things. Do you have any friends that text you a Bible verse they've been reading lately? right? Do you have any friends who send you podcasts that they've been listening to that are like good, not the, not like crime, crime ones or whatever, murder with my husband or whatever the, some of those are. <laughs> That's one I hear a lot about at work. Um, but yeah, it's a real one. Murder with my husband. It's a couple and they talk about murder. Okay. I don't listen to it. You guys know I can't stomach that stuff, but <laughs> you know, what are the people in your life like sending you? What kind of content are they sharing with you? And do you have anyone that's really helping you get into the word of God, even when you don't feel like it? Is there anyone who ever texts you and says, hey, I heard this sermon and I thought of you, you should listen to it, it's great. It really encouraged me, right? Do you have people that are like, oh my gosh, this worship song is crazy, you gotta listen to it today, I love it, I've been having it on repeat, right? Those kind of people will make such a difference in your life because all of us will have times where we need help from other people. We need people around us that are going to help us make the right decisions. People in your life are always fanning the flame. It just depends what kind of flame they're fanning, right? 
There can be a lot of different flames in your life, but you need people who are going to motivate you to acts of love and good works and to knowing God better. And one thing, too, outside of just the people in my life that's been really helpful for me is listening to really good podcasts. Or like I said, tuning in for the Love is Red conference. I was actually so excited for a lot of the services I heard because I was like, this is the exact same stuff we've been talking about at church. It was so encouraging to see God is doing something not just in us. It's not like some secluded little thing here at Church on the Rock. No, this is like about the whole country. God is moving in churches all over the United States and all over the world. So to hear other preachers get up and talking about revival and unity and holiness, I was like, this is so encouraging because it opened my eyes to remember we're part of something that's bigger than just us. This isn't just about what goes down in this room and the things that the Holy Spirit is speaking to each of you. It's so cool to get to see that he's speaking that to students, right, thousands of students that were at that conference or churches across the country and across the world. So that's one thing that really encourages me too is finding like new preachers to listen to, people from different backgrounds than me and cultures and races, people that are looking at the word of God from a perspective I might not have seen before, right? Some of them are like preachers and it's an exciting like podcast I listen to and it gets me fired up. And some of them are just really thoughtful teachers that can open up the word of God and just talk about like one Bible verse for 45 minutes and I'm like, dang. That's amazing, you know, people who know how to put a lot more study into things than I do. And it's just been so encouraging to me to listen to just a variety of people all sharing about the same Bible that I love and the same God that I love, but it motivates me to continue to serve him and to be excited about him, even on days where I felt like, well, I read my Bible this morning, but I don't really know if I felt like I was on 100, right? Or I spent some time praying, but I don't really know if I feel like I got a lot accomplished or whatever. Sometimes I'll just get in the car and turn on a podcast. And if you want some recommendations, you can text me. You can text any of the leadership in this room. Justin Taylor has brought a lot to my attention and and kind of put people on my radar I didn't know about before. So I appreciate that about him. Um, But there's just so many good podcasts that can get us motivated to do good works that day, to remember that God is for us that day, and just to bring our heart back to Jesus. Because sometimes when it's like a Tuesday morning and you're going to school, you're just not feeling it. And I understand you might not wake up to like an encouraging text from a friend that day or something. So I'll turn to a podcast a lot of times to be like, yeah, that's right. And let somebody else preach to me for a minute. And it helps me a lot. So hang out with people that fan your flame, including people on podcasts. And the third thing tonight, and the last thing tonight, is to ask God to talk to you. Ask God to talk to you. And this is a passage out of Matthew 7, verses 7 through 11. It says this, Keep on asking, and you'll receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you'll find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everybody who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. You parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask you for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more does your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask him? And this verse is so valuable to me, but I find that so many people don't believe it, right? I don't think many people ask God to talk to them because they're scared that he won't. But here's a verse that says, hey, ask and you'll receive. Seek or look for something and you're going to find it, right? Knock on the door and it's going to be open to you. And I want to remind you and encourage you tonight 
that God is for you and God is a generous God who will give us help when we need it. He'll give us peace when we need it. He'll talk to us when we need it. But so many times we're just not taking the time to ask. We don't stop and ask God, hey, God, I need you to speak to me. I need you to talk to me about this situation. I need you to give me peace today, right? I need you to give me direction and instruction today. The Bible says those who ask, you're going to receive. So one of the things that makes me so excited and keeps me excited about knowing God is just hearing him speak to me. It never gets old, and there's never a day that it's not humbling that God will speak to me directly. It still is really uh, just humbling. I don't know how to say it other than that. It's really mind-blowing to me sometimes that God will speak to me. And I went years of my life without hearing God speak, number one, because I wasn't asking him to, but also, number two, I had put myself in a place where I couldn't hear him. And I don't want that for you guys because that is, like, one of the hugest things that keeps me motivated every day to serve God and to stay focused on him is just that I love hearing him speak to me. It means so much that he would speak to me. Not only about myself, right? He speaks to me to encourage me, but it also means so much that he'll speak to me about other people and say like, hey, want text this person today and encourage them. Send this Bible verse to this person. Just the little things that I know have impacted me so much, I get to do those for other people just because God speaks to me. But how amazing is it that God could say like, hey, this person needs a little encouragement today. Why don't you give it to him? That's so awesome. And I don't ever want to be in a place where God can't speak to me and where I don't hear him. But here's what I know is true. God wants to speak to you too. I'm not any kind of special person that I get to hear God speak. That's just basic Christian living. That's what we were created for. If you know Jesus, then you absolutely have the right and the ability to hear God speak. And we see this in John 10, 27 in the Amplified. It says this. The sheep that are my own hear my voice and listen to me. I know them and they follow me. And we see throughout the Bible that God refers to us as sheep, right, and to himself as a shepherd. And he's saying, listen, if you're mine, if you belong to me, you can hear my voice. It's literally what you were made to do. You have everything that you need to be able to hear God speak every day. So I just want to encourage you to ask him to speak. If you feel like you don't hear God speak, start asking him. In the mornings, hey, God, I'm asking you to speak to me today. I want to hear your voice. I want to hear what you have to say. And he'll do it. He'll do it. And he's not always going to do it when you have your AirPods in and you're, like, blasting music. Or he may not always do it in the middle of science class. Although sometimes he does speak to me in the middle of, of funny situations like that. But he will speak to you. If you ask, then you'll receive. And if you seek, you'll find. And if you knock, the door is going to be open to you. So I'm going to wrap up tonight in Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. Read just a couple of verses before we close. This says, do you see what this means? All these pioneers who blazed the way, all these veterans cheering us on, it means we'd better get on with it. Strip down and start running. Never quit. No extra spiritual fat, no parasitic sins. Keep your eyes on Jesus who both began and finished this race that we're in. Study how he did it because he never lost sight of where he was headed, that exhilarating finish line in and with God. He could put up with anything along the way cross, shame, whatever. And now he's there in that place of honor right alongside of God. And when you find yourselves flagging in your faith, go over that story again, item by item, that lying, sorry, that long litany of hostility that he plowed through. That will shoot adrenaline into your souls. And this is a verse that's just been on my heart so much lately. And something I've been encouraging other people to do is just to say, hey, it's time to run. Yeah. 
Like, it's time to run. God is moving. God is doing things. We're seeing it all over this country and all over the world. And it's not the time to just save a relationship with God for later. It's the time to go into, like, hyperdrive, whatever, and start to run. And that's what I even feel the Holy Ghost telling me to, like, pick it up and run. Come on, you're not moving fast enough. You're not ministering to enough people. You're not seeking me enough. You're not asking me for enough. It's time to run. It's time to move quick. It's time to get a lot done. And it is so exciting and such an honor to know that God wants to use us. And this isn't about me. It's not that God wants to use me. God wants to use you. That is what revival is, is seeing ordinary, everyday people, which is all of us, get to be used by God, right? When we see revival, we see that people get saved, people get healed, right? People turn their hearts towards God. People are, what, excited for God, or we could say on fire, or if we're talking about, like, fanning the flame. We see that, that things just, like, pick up, right? Things are moving at a faster pace, and more is happening, and, and there's more to see and more to do and more to learn. And that's just what I feel like God's heart is right now. It's like, hey, it's just time to go, and it's time to run, and it's just time to pick it up. So that's what I want to encourage you. Maybe you have had good habits in the past of spending time with God, or maybe you're like, Morgan, I, really, I don't know. I really never have. I try to read my Bible some, but it doesn't usually go that well, or I try to pray sometimes, but a lot of times I forget. That's okay, but let's make a commitment together to really start running and saying like, hey, I know God has put a flame in me, so I'm going to start fanning it to see what happens. Because I promise you, there's just no joy and happiness like really serving God and living in a way that I could hear him speak every day. There's nothing that is better. And the fact that we get to introduce other people to him and I can now watch you guys hear God speak and then I can watch you guys bring your friends to Jesus and now they know God and they're learning to hear God speak. That's just what it's all about. So let's commit tonight to run together, to do what God actually told us to do, to hang out with people who fan our flame and ask God to talk to you because I know that he will. And if you guys have questions about any of this, you're welcome to text me or ask me anytime because a lot of people do have really good questions about like, how do I hear God speak? How do I know if it's God? Um, you know, some, what if it's just me? I don't know. So I would love to walk you through some of that. Or if you have life group leaders that you're close to, talk to them about it. They would love to talk to you about that too, because we're here to help you guys and we're committed to your success. But I want to see you guys have incredible relationships with God and hear his voice just like I've been able to, because it really, really, really changed my life. And it's what motivates me every day because I don't ever want to be in a place where I can't hear him. So I love you guys very dearly and I'm ready to see you sumo wrestle. So Thanks for listening to this message. To learn more about what's happening at The Quarry, check us out on social media 